It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, last year's recruiting class featured just one true freshman, Braden Huff. And after a redshirt in year one, it is time for Mr. Illinois to break through for Gonzaga in the 2023-24 season. Let's discuss. You are Locked On Zags, your daily podcast on the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, y'all? Welcome to the Locked On Zags Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host and longtime Gonzaga podcaster, Andy Patton, here to bring you news and updates on all things Zag Athletics. Happy Tuesday to those of you out there listening here on YouTube. Shout out to those of you who are everyday listeners, whether it's on YouTube or on a regular audio platform. We are talking all things Braden Huff today. We're going to discuss his history, including redshirting last season. We're going to talk about what his role might look like this upcoming season, as well as his future with the program. We did something similar with Caden Perry last week. There are going to be some similarities as those two guys are kind of fighting for a similar role this season and potentially future seasons as well. Talking about Braden Huff, for those of you who are maybe not as familiar with him or don't remember all of the details about his commitment to Gonzaga, Huff was a four-star prospect uh, in the state of Illinois. He was ranked number 93 in the class of 2022. That was according to 24-7 Sports, coming out of Carroll Stream, Illinois. Uh, The composite rankings for 24-7 Sports had him 144th and actually had him as a three-star prospect, which means that 24-7, 24-7, having him at 93 was probably one of the higher media outlets on him as an overall prospect. Uh, again, Gonzaga's had a kind of a mixed bag of, of recruits the last few years. Of course, you've had your, your top-tier elite, uh, Chet Holmgren, the number one prospect in all of high school basketball at the time. Jalen Suggs, a top-five prospect, top-10 in some places. Hunter Salas, top-10 in many places. Nolan Hickman, top-20 guy in a lot of places. And then, of course, you know, guys in the 50s, 60 range, that seems to be pretty common for them. Dusty Stromer is in that range coming in the class of 2023. Dominic Harris and Julian Strother are both in that range. But it's a worthy reminder that Gonzaga has found very high-level talent outside of that range as well. And I think that's kind of a key here when looking at this of, of maybe making the assumption that Braden Huff being not as highly regarded of a recruit as many of the recruits that have come through the program in the last few years. Like Corey Kisper was 125th. In his recruiting class, I'm not saying Braden Huff's going to become as valuable as Corey Kispert. He's already kind of behind the eight ball on that as Corey was impactful as a freshman. But it's Gonzaga hasn't always described to necessarily where the where the rankings are. And certainly the rankings are not always correct. And for Braden Huff to be uh, still considered a four star prospect and a top 100 guy at, at one of the most premier uh, recruiting sites that exists is obviously an indication that there is uh, some talent there. But we just haven't seen it yet. And I think that's the biggest story here. He was Mr. Illinois. In his senior season at Glenbard West, Chicago is a very, very good basketball city. Illinois, good basketball state for him to have been the best high school player in the state for his senior year is a pretty obvious sign of the talent level that he possesses. And he committed to Gonzaga in September of 2021. And at the time, he had offers from a lot of really high level programs. He had offers from Michigan State, from Wisconsin, from Creighton from Minnesota, Iowa, Illinois had an offer out to him, Northwestern, Virginia Tech, Vanderbilt, all those programs. There's a few others as well, but that's a a DePaul, which makes sense as they're a Chicago-based institution, like a lot of programs that 
have a lot of cachet that do a really good job recruiting, uh, had, had offers out to Braden Huff at that time. He, of course, chose to commit to Gonzaga, and then we didn't see him last year. Shortly after his decision to commit, he kind of wasn't really on the map. For throughout that 21-22 season, we knew he was going to come to campus, showed up to campus last year. We saw him at craziness in the kennel, and you just can't really glean anything from that. You just There's not really any valuable lessons to learn from that from a, a short sample size, a small scrimmage. He participated in some of the drills. It's hard to know what that means. Uh, and then we didn't see him at all. He and Caden Perry redshirted for the 2022-23 season. Uh, Perry's presumably for medical reasons, although not necessarily confirmed. Uh, it sounds like he is on the mend right now and hoping to be fully healthy heading into the season. Huff redshirted just because sometimes freshmen redshirt. And uh, coming out of the COVID era when you kind of didn't see as much red shirts being used and the portal kind of changed things a lot and still has changed things a lot. You kind of don't see the traditional freshman red shirts all that often. And Gonzaga has used it a fair amount in their career and in Mark Few's career. And we've seen bigs develop at a really successful hit rate in Gonzaga's program. Shema Karnowski did not redshirt, but he was uh, significantly less of a contributor as a freshman than he was by the time he was a senior. Sam Dower did redshirt and ended up becoming an impactful contributor later in his career. Kelly Olenek, of course, is the iconic figure in this. He didn't redshirt right away, but he redshirted as a junior, came back as a senior, and was an All-American. So certainly Gonzaga's development machine for big men seems to be alive and well and continuing to work. And Huff is going to be kind of a good example of, of seeing what that looks like. I mean, even more recently, Anton Watson, of course, started as a freshman, but didn't play uh, as many minutes and didn't have nearly the role that he ended up having as a senior. Ben Gregg showed up as a high school senior effectively and didn't play much in his first two years, but has kind of blossomed into that big time contributor that we all felt he was capable of being. And Huff What'll be interesting is to see when that development happens. And that's kind of what we want to talk about continuing the show is like, is that development going to happen for him in year two? It's a little harder to see that picture for him right now. Is it year three? Is he willing to be patient enough to wait for that? Those are all the questions that I think are ultimately on the mind of Gonzaga fans, of myself, of Mark Few, of Braden Huff. Like those are kind of questions that need to be answered. I will say that at the end of the season, during some media availability, Anton Watson spoke about it on his podcast with Theo Lawson of the Spokesman Review. Julian Strother spoke about it in media availability at the NBA Draft Combine. When being asked about Gonzaga and being asked about this team for next year, they both brought up Braden Huff. And I, that may not mean anything. I was asked about this. Uh, I apologize for not remembering who it was. Somebody sent me a DM on Twitter and asked about this topic. And my response, and I'll say it here, is I don't take what players say about their teammates too seriously. Not to say that those guys are lying. They're just gassing up their friend and just saying, oh, yeah, excited to see what, you know, what B-Huff can do next year, which is not, I mean, I'm not saying that's wrong. It's true. They are excited to see what he can do next year. But I just wouldn't put a lot of stock into that necessarily meaning much. But it also, it probably doesn't mean nothing. Like, they saw him in practice every day. They saw what he was capable of doing. Nobody else has seen, really, what he's capable of doing. I haven't. You haven't. Most of the other media members who cover this team haven't like unless you snuck into practice somehow or, you know, Mark Few directly told you it's kind of hard to know what it looks like for him. You know, the players are going to say that he looks great because uh, he probably does. And, and that's great. But they're you know, they're also not going to tell you if he looks bad. So, you know, you're not really getting a full scope from anybody in terms of what he looks like. So he's a huge mystery. 
And uh, the, this Gonzaga roster has a handful of mysteries heading into next year, which I'm kind of intrigued by. We've talked a lot about how Yo is a huge mystery for them in terms of whether he's going to be somebody who's ready to contribute right away. Uh, Dusty Stromer will be interesting to see how they kind of fit him in in year one, uh, depending on how the rest of the guard room shakes out, if there are any more additions or not. Caden Perry, of course, being a huge mystery because of his health concerns. And now you have Braden Huff. Top 100 guy, four-star prospect, redshirted first year. Typically, those guys play in year two. But I'm not sure I see a clear path to playing time for Braden Huff in his second season in a Gonzaga uniform. And that's what I want to talk about in the second segment. But before we get to that, today's episode of Locked on Zags is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make a fast break to FanDuel because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet of up to $2,500. That is $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet does not win. Maybe Zag fans want to place a future bet on our guy Chet Holmgren to win Rookie of the Year next year. I love betting with FanDuel because they have great promotions literally every single day. The app is safe. It is secure. It is super easy to use, and you can get paid instantly. There is no better place to bet on all of the playoff action than America's number one sports book. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and get a no-sweat first bet of up to $2,500. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. The NCAA tournament is almost here. And listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Folks, I want to thank all of you for making Locked On Zags your first listen or your first watch of the day for you everyday listeners checking us out on YouTube. Uh, we got more fantastic stuff coming your way later this week. We're going to talk about Connor Griffin, the assistant, an assistant video coordinator for the Denver Nuggets, taking home a ring after Denver won that championship on Monday evening. We're also going to talk about William Kempter getting promoted from San Jose to Eugene Emeralds and talk a little bit about some Zag baseball action, some professional Zags playing, how they are doing this season. We're going to continue to talk about Drew Timmy and Julian Strother as they uh, qu- their quest to get selected in the very upcoming NBA draft. And of course, we'll continue to keep you updated on portal movement as it is related to Gonzaga. So all fantastic stuff coming here on Locked on Zags. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube if you have not done so yet uh, and go check us out wherever else you get your podcasts for now though for today we are going to continue our conversation about Braden Huff we did this last week on Tuesday's show talking about Caden Perry doing a similar conversation here with Braden Huff because those two guys are linked right now because right now they are competing for a pretty small but potentially existing role for Gonzaga's team next year and that's the fourth big and the fourth big has been a interesting roster spot for Gonzaga in the last few years dating back to 2017. It was an incredibly valuable role because that year was Killian Tilly backing up Shemek Karnowski, Jonathan Williams, and Zach Collins. And one of the greatest front court four man front courts that I've ever seen in college basketball. That was a, a low, I mean, all those guys played in the NBA except Karnowski. He's the only one who didn't play in the NBA. That is an insane group of talent on that roster. At that time, Killian Tilly played like 12 minutes per game as a backup four. Since then, though, the fourth big role has kind of disintegrated. And part of that is the, the Drew Timmy effect. 
Drew Timmy soaks up so much minutes, so much playing time, so many touches that they kind of just didn't need to play three other bigs alongside him. Is him and Chet Holmgren and Anton Watson was kind of in that mix. And you know, you, that's why you part of why you see somebody like Umar Balo hit the transfer portal is he knows those playing time is not necessarily going to be there for him. Part of the reason you see Efton Reed hit the transfer portal last year is because that playing time just isn't there. Gonzaga is pretty staunch on playing three bigs. And looking at this year's roster, they have them. Anton Watson is going to play a huge role on this roster. He did not come back for a fifth year of college basketball to not take on a bigger role following the absence of his longtime friend and teammate, Drew Timmy. Anton Watson is a, 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 a betting favorite to be Gonzaga's leading scorer next season potentially leading them team in minutes, although we will see how that shakes out with somebody like Iron Man Ryan Nembhard, who played 35 minutes per game last year for Creighton. But Anton Watson's going to play a lot of minutes. Graham E.K., assuming he is healthy, and by every single account we are hearing about Graham E.K. at this point, he is healthy. He is going to be a full participant in summer workouts, barring some kind of uh, re-injury, you know, knock on wood here. Graham E.K. is going to be fully healthy for the start of the 2023-24 season. Gramike was the favorite to win Mountain West Player of the Year last year before he got injured. He averaged 19.5 points and 9.5 rebounds in 2021-22 at Wyoming. He is going to play, and he is going to play a lot. I cannot imagine a reality where Ben Gregg plays less minutes than he played last year. And Ben Gregg had a solid role last year. So if Ben Gregg's playing a similar role, if Anton Watson and Gramike are playing starting caliber minute roles, that doesn't leave a whole lot of minutes left. Last year, Gonzaga's fourth big was Efton Reed. Efton Reed played 4.6 minutes per game in 25 games. There were some games where he DNP CD'd, which means did not play coach's decision. There were some games where he played six, seven, eight minutes. Early in the season, we saw him as a bigger part of the actual rotation, but he ended up getting replaced by Ben Gregg. And once that happened, his minutes really dried up. Most of the time, he was playing the last few minutes of blowouts. That's what the fourth big role has become at Gonzaga. And right now, two players are competing for that role in Caden Perry and Braden Huff. If we assume both those players are healthy, I don't really see a scenario where they both play. I don't know how that would happen, barring some kind of injury to one of the starters or a surprising decision by Mark Few to play more three big lineups, which would include either Ben Gregg or Anton Watson playing the three. I don't think that's going to happen. I will go on record happily as saying that. I'm not saying it shouldn't happen necessarily, I'm a little skeptical of it being something that would work necessarily, but Mark Few has never really played lineups like that. He didn't do it when he had Sabonis, Wilcher, and Shemek Karnowski on the roster. I don't think he's going to do it with this group, especially with the uh, wings and guard rotation that they already have on this team. I just don't really see it. So to me, one of either Caden Perry or Braden Heff is going to have virtually no role at all on this team, and the other one is going to have a small role. Unless something changes... I'm not sure how it's going. It, it seems like that's kind of the situation that we're going to find ourselves in next year. Whether that's Braden Huff or Caden Perry stepping into the bigger role, I do not know. By all accounts, they are very different players. Caden Perry is a rim runner. He is a low post scorer. He is a high energy big. He is a shot blocker. He is a bigger, he is more likely to make an impact on the defensive end of the floor than he is offensively. No outside game, not even a good free throw shooter, doesn't stretch the floor, just a high-energy, physical, low-post-scoring machine who also blocks a lot of shots. Braden Huff, again, by all accounts, is not that player. Braden Huff is a stretch four. He is an outside shooter. He is much more like Ben Gregg. 
That doesn't mean he's incapable of playing around the rim. That doesn't mean he's incapable of being a rim protector. We just haven't seen it. That wasn't on the scouting report coming out of high school, and it's not something we've seen from him. So it's hard to project that that's something that he ends up becoming, but it is not impossible. But right now, that leaves Gonzaga in an interesting situation where they have these two young bigs that are kind of hungry and ready to play and excited for this opportunity. And I'm just, I'm not seeing the opportunity. I'm just not sure I see an obvious role barring some kind of injury. I do think that both Anton Watson and Graham Ike will play less minutes than Drew Timmy did. So that opens up a little bit more minutes. But in my mind, Ben Gregg probably just soaks up a few more minutes per game. I think he's earned that. And that's not to say Caden Perry and Braden Huff haven't earned an opportunity, but I don't see them playing over Ben Gregg or Graham E.K. or Anton Watson. It's really hard for me to imagine that. And then they are kind of stuck competing with each other for those fourth big minutes. And you can toss Alex Tui into that conversation as well. Tui, I think, is more of a three than a four, but he's six foot eight. He could play some small ball four. My suspicion, I've said this on the show before, and I'll say it again, I, I think it's very possible, borderline likely, that Alex Tui redshirts as a freshman, as I just don't see a role for him. I just, I, I don't see where it would come from. And they're not going to redshirt Braden Huff again, and they're not going to sit Caden Perry again. There's just no way those guys wouldn't want to do that, bar, again, barring an injury or, of sorts. But I just, I, I don't, I see those two guys being end of the bench guys who who don't get a ton of minutes. And I'm curious what that's going to mean for them, because I it's hard for me to envision any reality where Huff or Perry changes that conversation. Perry has a skill set that isn't really present on any other players on the roster in rim protection. And again, it's a skill set that is more uh, theoretical at this point. We haven't really seen it because he only played 55 minutes of college basketball. It's not his fault. It's just not something that we've seen definitively that he can do. Braden Huff, we haven't seen at all. So we don't know what that looks like for him. But again, the stretch for skill set, the Zags already have a player who does that. Ben Gregg shot 37% from three last year. Anton Watson shot 33%, which is not great, but it's also not that bad either. Like that skill set is kind of already, there's already people in that role on Gonzaga's roster. So for me, short of Brayden Huff just straight up outplaying Ben Gregg, which I don't want to say it could never happen, but it would be very surprising to see that happen. I'm just not sure how I can see Huff playing himself into a bigger role this upcoming season. So what does that mean for his future? What does that mean for maybe not the 23-24 season, but for the 24-25 season? What does that look like? And of course, we know it's hard to project future rotations, future lineups, future rosters for college basketball and the transfer portal in the NIL era. But we're probably not looking at a huge role for Braden Huff in year two. So what does that mean for year three? That's what I want to talk about to close out the show coming up right after this. The NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to locked on college basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait, find locked on college basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, folks, segment three here. Still any patents, still Locked On Zag, still talking about Braden Huff, redshirt freshman coming in for his first year of playing college basketball after redshirting for the 2022-23 season. Mr. Illinois out of the state there and a guy who I think is going to be a contributor for Gonzaga down the line. But as we just kind of talked about in that second segment, I'm not sure it happens next year. 
this upcoming season, 23, 24, there's just not a lot of space. Graham E.K., Anton Watson, Ben Gregg, they're playing a lot of minutes. Braden Huff competes for those fourth big minutes. But what does that mean for his future? Because Braden Huff's got four years of eligibility. He redshirted one year. This is his freshman year, effectively. His redshirt freshman year. He's got three more years after this upcoming season. So there's, there is plenty of room for him to continue to grow, continue to develop, continue to be a, a more ready player for when his number is called when he is a part of the rotation, when he is a part of the starting lineup, that he is ready to go. And we have seen this before. Again, this is not an unusual story for Gonzaga. Sam Dower, Kelly Olenek, both redshirt and have productive careers after that. Sam redshirted as a freshman. Kelly redshirted as a junior. Shemek's projection from uh, foul-prone backup freshman to uh, starting center for a national championship team is is well-documented. Roni Turioff had a lot of development from his first year to his final year. Casey Calvary, I mean, the list goes on and on and on and on. And uh, Braden Huff is, is kind of in that, in that development machine. He's in that system. And I think the biggest question that we have at this point is how patient is he going to be? Because you don't have to be that patient anymore. You don't have to stay. If you're somebody like Braden Huff and you don't play much this upcoming season, 23, 24, you have a decision to make because you still have three years of eligibility left. And DePaul's going to come calling, you know, programs like that are going to come show interest in you and say, Hey, you want to come home? Do you want to come play? Like we got minutes for you right away. I'm not saying that Brayden Huff is going to transfer. I have no idea. I don't want to put that out there. I don't want to make any assumptions about that, but if he does not play for his first two seasons at Gonzaga and he has the ability to transfer penalty free, it's going to be tempting. I mean, it's going to be tempting looking ahead to the 2024, 25 lineup which again is a nearly useless exercise because of how much rosters change year over year. Here are the things that we know about 24-25. Anton Watson will not be back. He is out of eligibility. He will be gone after this upcoming season. Ben Gregg will be a senior. I don't really have any expectation that he won't be back. It would be surprising to see him transfer. It would be surprising to see him try to jump early to the NBA draft. He's going to be back for his senior year most likely. Graham E.K. would be a senior as well. EK could have been a guy who's transferring to Gonzaga for one year, gives a bunch of exposure, go to the NBA after that and be done. I wouldn't be shocked if Graham EK only spends one year in Spokane, but he has two and he could totally spend the next two years in Spokane playing for this Gonzaga team. June Sakio would be a junior coming into the 24-25 season. He's going to start this next year as a sophomore. So he would be a junior still in the picture potentially again, unless he pops this year, starts, plays 30 minutes, goes to the NBA, which would be, you know, a little unexpected, but it's not shocking, not un, not un, unrealistic. He's that t- caliber of player from what we have been told and what we have seen from him in, in short snippets in the FIBA tournaments. Caden Perry would be a redshirt sophomore in, in, in his like fourth year of college basketball. But if he plays this upcoming season, it would only be his second season actually playing. And he only played eight games as a true freshman. Alex Tui would be a sophomore, probably a redshirt freshman based on my projections that he redshirts this upcoming year, but either way, he would still going to be around. Some of those guys probably won't be here, whether they transfer, whether they go to the NBA, whatever. There might also be new players. The Zags might add a transfer this year. They might add a transfer next year. They might add a recruit for the 2024 class who's a big man. Like There's tons of different potential additions that could happen as well. So trying to project Braden Huff's role is difficult. Nearly impossible. 
if he's willing to buy into Gonzaga's 20-year history of successfully developing big men behind the scenes, then this could be the year that we see all of that come together. I do not think it will happen in this upcoming season. Maybe we see him play four minutes per game in 25 games, similar to what Efton Reed did last year, similar to what Ben Gregg did in his first two years combined. He played 4.6 minutes per game, took 0.6 three-point attempts per game. So he came in for four minutes, hacked up a three, and that was it. And then after two years of that for Ben Gregg, he emerged into a player who was more valuable offensively outside of just the outside shooting. He had more of a low post scoring game. He could put the ball on the deck. He could make good passes. We saw him emerge as a defensive threat, help side rim protector, uh, good physical use of his body to keep guys in front of him. He was a bit foul prone and still a step slow on defense at times, but his improvement in that area from year one to year three for Ben was tremendous. If Braden is willing to buy into that system, it probably means that after redshirting for his entire first year in college basketball, he will have to go through another year where he plays very little. In today's era, players don't tend to stick around for that. If the Zags can convince Braden to do so, to not go home to DePaul, to not go to another high major program that might be willing to still take him after two years of not playing, if he sticks it out, 24-25, there is room for him. If both Ben Gregg or Graham E.K. are there, then maybe he's not a starter. Maybe he's that third big. But if only Ben Gregg is back, if E.K. is gone, if Watson's gone, if Yo is gone or playing more of the three, Braden Huff then competes with Caden Perry. Yeah, they might probably bring in a transfer, and they probably should bring in a transfer, at least for depth options. But maybe at that point, Braden Huff's ready to roll. And you can give him at the least 12 to 15 minutes per game as a solid third big. Maybe you give him 25 minutes as a starter. Like He could be ready for that in this system that have done it before they could do it again. So Brighton is going to be a really fascinating player to follow uh, for the next couple of years. Again, I really don't think that we're going to see a lot of him this upcoming season. Hopefully that's something that he is okay with and that his continued development behind the scenes lead to him having a breakout season in 2024, 25. That is going to do it for us today. Our Braden Huff season in review slash season preview episode is done. We'll talk more about uh, these guys as we get closer to the actual season and we get some more data points from the coaching staff on how they are doing and what the rotation is probably going to look like. I have a lot of fun with these. We're going to do a few more of these. We're going to look at Dusty Stromer, Alex Tui. We're going to look at, at some of those guys and what their role might look like for the upcoming season, as well as some more talk about the NBA draft process and some transfer portal stuff and, and some baseball coverage as well uh, as we get into kind of the, the slower months for Locked On Zags. We're not going anywhere, though. We're going to be five days a week uh, for the rest of this month, for all of next month as well. So stick with us. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. You can go hit that subscribe button on YouTube as well if you have not done so yet. Thank you all for listening. And of course, as always, go Zags. The NCAA tournament is almost here. And listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.